Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Birdie num num. What's up, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of the Birdie Num Num Podcast. Having a good year. I hope you guys are having a great year as well. Happy 2020 to the regular listeners. I am so happy to say. Um, I checked the numbers, dude. We have been exploding in the last couple of weeks with this podcast. So thank you, dude. This is so awesome. I'm so glad so many of you are listening every week and getting straight to it. Um, I want to talk for the first podcast of 2020, the new decade, the new millennium um, for the 20 year olds who were born in the year 2000. Um, Listen up and to everybody else, you know, I want to talk about our toxic relationship with money. Okay. Now this is something some of you who are routine to this podcast might know. I've talked about it before that, you know, I was the only, or our family was probably one of the only poor Indian families in America, if you know what I mean. Like most of the people who came in the 70s, 80s, and 90s were like doctors and engineers, and they very quickly found their zone. Even the convenience store people, uh, you know, were making a lot of money, the ones who did typical gas station sort of business. Um, Everybody was killing it. But for some reason, whatever our circumstance, we had a tough time going at it. So for me, uh, growing up, you know, engineering, medicine, that sort of thing, all of that was a basis for my choices. And a lot of us in our culture, our society, we use money as a basis. You know, actually, we let money drive most of our decisions. And I would argue that most people who do engineering, medicine, science, um, those sorts of things, uh, factory business, whatever, manufacturing, they do that for the exact same reason. So rather than letting money drive your decisions, I want to tell you, if you're like me and you have a very toxic relationship with money, um, don't let money drive your decisions. Please let money support your decisions, if you know what I mean. So uh, let me just check my mic. Okay, good. So I have this problem all the time, you know, where... You know, growing up, again, same thing. I was like, I'm going to do this engineering stuff because I want to get the house and I want to get the car and all those things because I didn't have those growing up. And it's a noble thing. We all want to take care of our families. We want to provide. But who knows where life takes you? You know what I mean? Like a lot of people who put like make money the forefront, who like let money become the one thing that determines everything else. Um, Those people wake up, obviously, at 30, 40, 50, when they realize, oh, even my friends who did do their own thing, whether it be acting or um, starting their own business or whatever, holy crap, they also have the car and and the nice house. And oh, wow, they don't have to like look at spreadsheets all day on stuff that they're not even interested in, but they found a way to do it, you know, and like people who who kind of never question this. Um, It's kind of like that person who I'm sure we all have that friend who wants to get married and is like way too desperate to get married, you know what I mean? Or to get a girlfriend or a boyfriend, like the one who is like, um, if I just get married, if I, if I just figure this stuff out, marriage will fix all my problems. Um, No, bro, that's not how it works. Okay. And that's really selfish of you to think that somebody else is going to fix all your problems. Okay. Because somebody else is not Air India checking counters saying, oh yeah, let the extra baggage just keep coming, keep coming. I'll let it slide. We'll take care of you. Your family here. We got you. That's not how it works, man. Okay. So like, I feel we do the same thing with money. You know, a lot of us think if I just make more money because society has taught us that money is the end all be all. But unfortunately, I'm all for making money, dude. I'm all for having a comfortable life. But unfortunately, most of us look at it the wrong way, just like we look at marriage and sex the wrong way. Um, you know, and we, and we don't realize, okay, that's one small part of life, but just like after you're done doing the do, you know what I mean? It's probably the last thing you want to think about for the next one hour or two hours. And as you get older, five, six, 10 hours, you know? So, um, 
Most of us have toxic relationships with money. And the ironic thing, just like with many toxic relationships, when like if you're in like a relationship and she's like, you don't love me. And you're like, yeah, I do. And she's like, you never show it. And you're like, oh, my God, you're driving me crazy. I do it all the time. I just did these 50,000 other things. Um, or the person who's always trying to like meet somebody or um, find somebody or or and it's just not clicking for them. I was doing the same thing when it comes to money. OK, like when I was growing up, um, you know. The, the, whole, the whole toothpaste and the hotel soap and squeezing the last bit of uh, shampoo out of the bottle and doing all that. This is the weird motion, but you know what I mean? Like, like we all had those sort of middle-class values for sure, dude. Humble, hum being humble, uh, you know, having humility uh, uh, and just like not wasting food and recognizing your parents had to go uphill to class both ways for some reason all the time is the common joke we've heard over the years, right? And so unfortunately those sorts of actions really affect us later in life. And I've just recently in my thirties now, uh, caught them where, you know, like my mom, my mom is 72. All right. And she will typical deliite family, yellow doll rice. That's all it takes to make them happy. A little bit of pickle. You're good. You know, that's like your freaking five, like five course meal. I could take my mom for sushi, spend freaking a hundred dollars, 5,000 rupees. And she will still, uh, want to have her yellow doll. And now it's a yellow doll with like a little bit of fried garlic and some fish. And oh, I love it. But um, so this is the beauty of also having a weird relationship with money is just like in a weird relationship, you still appreciate the little victories and the small things, you know? So I hear you, man. I'm not saying go have caviar, live in a yacht, do the Donald Trump life, because that is also extremely boring. Um, but when we, when we grow up with those values, uh, that doesn't mean that, I mean, those are values to get you to a certain point, but inherently sticking to those values will probably prevent you from getting to where else you want to be. For example, why do so many middle-class people in America or India, they have the money, they wake up at 40 years old and they've got one, two, three, five CR in the bank. They have the servants or they have the, um, the marriage or the relationships or the affairs or like, you know, or the hobbies, golfing, whatever the hell, you know, um, the Thailand trips, all that stuff. Like all these people do that because, uh, you know, they're just looking for ways now to keep things interesting, right? Because obviously they're not getting it at work. Uh, so they realize now that I have the money, uh, how can I have a more well-rounded life, you know? And I don't blame them. I, dude, if I didn't find comedy, um, I would for sure still be doing the IT life. And I loved it. I thought it was great. But I know in the evenings I'd be looking, I'd be like wanting to take way more vacations than I am right now. And I'd be wanting to like do way more fun stuff. And I'd probably buy stuff I didn't need just because I had all that extra excess cash. Um, but just like with alcohol, all right, just like with physical intimacy, just like obviously with marriage, we look at money the wrong way, dude. Okay. Money is not something that is supposed to drive your decisions. It's supposed to support your decisions. And so if you are looking to go into a career, for example, okay, whatever career it might be, dude, if you're really good at something, um, you can make a lot of money, all right? So it's way more likely that you could be a very good social media marketer or a very good marketing businessman or a very good HR executive or a very good restaurateur, you know, with your college education um, and way more satisfied and, and obviously a lot richer than had you just climbed the corporate ladder at the IT companies, all right? You could probably 
um, open up a bar or you could, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying there's so many, I'm not saying you don't even have to do anything creative, but there's so many better ways to utilize your time. I know event managers here in Bangalore, you know, ponytail, beard, going guys, whatever. And these guys are just killing it, man. Like they're making way more than anybody I know. And it's like, yeah, man, they took the risk, you know, they took it early. They didn't let money drive what they were going to do, but obviously they were smart about it and they made sure they were making 5k, 10k, 20k, um, and they kind of let things go, you know what I mean? So a lot of young people don't see it, uh, but like, it's kind of, okay, back to that person. Sorry, I went off on a tangent already. That person who is always trying to like meet a girl or meet a guy, you know, like um, both my wife and I and me, we both have friends, guys and girls who are just like total train wrecks. And, you know, we've both been there, um, but, you know, total train wrecks when it comes to to trying to meet somebody and they put so much pressure on, on finding that person, analyzing that person, asking a million questions. It just never happens. And then people are like, why are you still single? And they go into like a spiral. And me personally, when it came to money, I was the exact same way, bro. Okay. I was literally the exact same way. All I ever thought when I was younger was, need to make money, need to make money, need to make money. Where's, where, you know, like well, what's happening, what's happening, what's happening. And, and I'll be honest, I'm not making as much right now as I would have had I still been working at Accenture, you know, being a senior executive and just killing it with the stocks and stuff. But I'm making money, you know, I'm doing well. I'm like, you know, I'd obviously like to make a lot more. Duh, honestly, who wouldn't, right? But I'm getting there, you know, I'm learning a lot. And it's stuff that's very practical to me. And it's interesting to me. And I enjoy it. And that keeps me up. And then that, ah, there goes the pronunciation. And that keeps me motivated to keep going at it. And you know what? The weird thing is, like, when all of us had when we have those parents who want to like tell you not to waste your food because people are starving or has anyone ever done this? Like you'll try to book a flight and a flight, there'll be one flight for $200 and there'll be another flight for $170. And naturally your cursor, your mouse, whatever, it goes directly to that. Right. And you realize, Oh, it's, it's $30 cheaper because there's a freaking six hour layover versus a 30 minute or a two hour layover, whatever it is. Right. And so you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll just roam around the airport because I still want to save. I don't want to waste that 30 bucks or 50 bucks, let's be honest. And I get it. Uh, but time is money too. Is it not? You know what I mean? Like when my mom fights with the subjiwala guy over, over like over <laughs> when she fights with like the vegetable guy over like 10 rupees, I'm like, you're freaking 72 years old. Do you really want to waste the mental space and 30 minutes out of your day arguing over 10 rupees. Like time is money too, right? And chances are, if you take that six hour layover, you're going to buy a freaking $7 coffee at the airport. You're going to walk around. You're going to waste time. You're like, you're not going to enjoy your vacation. Me personally, if I'm going to Phuket or Thailand or wherever, I'd like to get there right when I'm able to get the hotel room rather than later in the night. Like, why do we not focus? We just look at the numbers. Unfortunately, we just look at the stats and we don't realize everything around that. There's so many intangibles when it comes time to money, you know, like people who um, I have tons of friends who worked in software and especially in India, people change IT jobs. Oh, my God, all the time. And they don't even think about it. And what, what do they do? They will literally leave for another 10 percent. And if that 10 percent is like one lakh or two thousand dollars, you know, to a 20 year old, I get it. It sounds like a lot of money. Um, but now are you going to drive further to work? Um, are you going to have a lot less time for your free hobbies in the evening or your coworkers going to be a lot worse. The quality of work going to be worse. Like so many people don't think about this stuff, dude. And people who just follow money, um, to kind of wrap this up, 
you know, like, uh, if you see like a really good looking guy with like a six pack, which I don't even know if my abs exist. I I've been dieting. I've been off alcohol for almost a year now and I'm still fat. So, I mean, or I still got this little uncle body thing, you know? Uh, so like so many, uh, those people who, oh my, oh man, my camera cut out right as I grabbed my paunch, grabbed a big flab of paunch right here. So, you know, those people who want the like really hot girl with the typical proportions or the really good looking guy with the six pack. And you're like, I mean, there's a lot more to that person than just that. You know what I mean? And, and as, as the old joke goes, nobody gets a six pack to share with one person. Um, I don't think that, uh, judging somebody or trying to be with somebody solely on the purpose of looks is really going to be a very high quality decision in the long term. Now, if you're lucky, and here is where the sort of relationship between money and uh, my analogy with money and looks come in, um, trying to find something you're good at, find something you really want to do, find something you enjoy, and making a lot of money at it. Um, you know, that's kind of like finding the most gorgeous person you've ever seen. And they're the most gorgeous human being you've ever known. You know what I mean? Like they are not only amazing and good looking and, and, uh, you know, they have a great smile and everything, but they also are just so decent and they have a good family. And I've met my soulmate too, guys. So I'm getting a little scenty here, but you know what I mean? Like they, they have the whole package and, just like that person is very hard to find. We all have our issues. Same thing. It's very hard, uh, you know, to find something you're really good at and that you can make a lot of money at. But like most marriages have a lot of trouble. Most people also have a lot of trouble with their toxic relationship with money. And, you know, my advice to you, as I say in many other podcasts here on the Birdie Num Num, just like I've said, there's a podcast on, it's so easy to do multiple things right now. You could have six careers out of your laptop. There's always time. If you have an hour on Instagram, you have an hour to go on Udemy and take courses and learn stuff and literally make the transition. Dude, I'm a stand-up comic, but I know freaking data warehousing from Accenture. I know analytics. I'm a freaking freaking G. I'm a freaking boss when it comes to PowerPoint. Um, and I know video editing and podcasting and freaking digital marketing and SEO and a bunch of other things. Like there's so much stuff you can do. The only thing I don't know is Hindi. Unfortunately, I got to figure that out, but like there's so many things you can do. So, um, my advice to anybody is sit back, relax. I promise you, it sounds so fluffy. You're not going to understand it, but the money will come if you stop putting so much pressure on yourself and the money, you know what I mean? So um, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts this week. I'm sorry I've been a little wishy-washy from the mic. I did record this earlier, and then my, I realized my mic wasn't on. So this is actually take two. Um, but let me know uh, what you guys think. As always, thank you so much for uh, you know all the reviews, all the comments, and I hope you guys have a fantastic 2020. I've been Sonia Malinkala. I will see you guys next week. Birdie num num. Birdie num num. A birdie num num. Yeah. That's right.